Hi, welcome to another episode of Spud Chat. I'm Ryan Barrett with the Prince of Rhode Island Potato Board. Once again, we are delving into some of the uh, presentations from uh, the Prince of Rhode Island Potato Conference, which was held in mid-February in Summerside. And in this episode, we're touching on a topic that uh, hasn't been a lot of fun uh, from Prince of Rhode Island producers in the last couple of years, and that's potato wort. In this episode, we'll hear from Greg Donald, who's the general manager of the Prince of Rhode Island Potato Board and has been uh, leading the board's efforts in combination with lots of support from other staff and other partners in the industry on how we as a province and as an industry respond to potato wort and how we minimize the effect of uh, potato wort going forward and uh, rebuild our trading relationships with the rest of Canada and with uh, the United States in order to resume trade in PEI potatoes with maximum confidence in our product and in our potatoes. So in this episode, Greg touches on the response to the international panel. Uh, That report was released uh, in January, uh, which uh, charts a course forward in terms of resuming the trade of PEIC potatoes and also makes recommendations on uh, improvements to the long-term management plan and how wort is managed in PEI. So uh, if you're interested in potato wort, you're interested in how uh, this is being addressed by the industry here in PEI, uh, this is be a great episode to tune into. As always, if you have any questions or you want to provide some feedback on Spud Chat, please feel free to reach out to me. My contact info is available at uh, peipotatoagronomy.com. Or you can check me on Twitter, rbarrettpei. And so without further ado, let's listen to Greg Donald from the PEI Potato Conference on February 13th in Summerside, PEI. All right, so our next presenter is uh, no stranger to anybody here. Uh, it's uh, Greg Donald, uh, who's the general manager of the PEI Potato Board. Greg is going to provide us with an update on uh, potato wart, on the work that the board's been doing in concert with uh, the department and CFIA and our other partners, and, uh, and there'll be a little bit of an opportunity for some questions at the end. Um, if you're just coming in, there's lots of seats up front still. Um, there's probably not too many at the back, so uh, feel free to filter up and grab a seat. Thank you very much, Ryan, and good morning, everyone. Um, I always uh, enjoyed uh, Matricia's talk last week, and he certainly tells it the way it is, and we really appreciate that. So, uh, uh, Also, thanks to Ryan and uh, Lorraine, uh, the Potato Board and the Department of Agriculture and all the teams there that uh, work together to put this uh, event uh, today, so we appreciate that very much. So I have the pleasure this morning to talking about a subject that we all probably uh, prefer uh, wasn't uh, happening, and uh, but in any case, it's here, and uh, and uh, so I'm going to talk about uh, potato wort. Um, so I don't have to probably remind everyone here, but we've had a lot of uh, challenges. Uh, I should have added uh, aphids and virus to the list as well, Matrish, uh, in the last uh, year or two, and uh, you know we've had uh, we've all experienced the pandemic. Uh, uh, potato wort, of course, and uh, f- and from the pandemic, there's uh, major changes in the marketplace, uh, the supply chain. We've had transportation issues. Uh, costs have gone through the roof. 
uh, Fiona and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I know we've all experienced that and uh, it's been certainly uh, a lot of challenges in the last year or two. And uh, But I must say, and uh, I, uh, despite all those challenges and concerns, I'm it never ceases to amaze me, uh, all of our farmers and this industry and how uh, the commitment and dedication and passion and the resilience that exists and uh, and gets us through these challenges. And uh, I'm amazed at uh, our farmers, uh, the uh, the dedication commitment to their to their families, to their workers, to their farms, uh, the uh, certainly this industry and the whole island. So uh, so that is, uh, I'll say, an inspiration that keeps us all going. And uh, so... I'm going to uh, uh, be talking, of course, about wort today, and uh, I know certainly from the potato board's uh, perspective, we've been uh, working hard uh, around this issue, and certainly for the for the good of our industry. Um, I know uh, we're certainly, as uh, somebody said the other, the other day, we're in a much better uh, place uh, this right now than we were a year ago, and uh, but we know there's a lot of work to do, and, and uh, I would say the main uh, focus areas are going to be around uh, re-establishing our pest-free area. Uh, we need to uh, have a number of the restrictions or unnecessary restrictions, I'll say, removed. And most certainly, we need to uh, regain access to our seed markets. So we're certainly going to be working on those things uh, going forward. So in the next uh, 20 minutes, uh, I'm going to cover a lot of things regarding potato wart. I'll give an update on the investigation I'll talk about the Potato Wart Steering Committee, and that's the main group that's, uh, I'll say, forum or focus group where a lot of the uh, Potato Wart initiatives or activities are, are focused from. Um, I'll be uh, talking about the International Panel Report, which was recently uh, presented. And then from that, there's a new focus group that was just established. Uh, I'm going to talk about our perspective on uh, pest-free areas. Uh, some of the communications, and then uh, talk a little bit about variety resistance screening and also the importance of biosecurity and record keeping uh, going forward. And I'll sum up with uh, the main priorities. So as far as the investigation, uh, the investigation, uh, the samples that have been tested through the lab are at about 60, 66% to date. Uh, there's still uh, many to go, and there's still some soil sampling that needs to happen this spring. Uh, with some of the recent uh, detections that were associated uh, with uh, the detections back in uh, November. Those were on infields that were uh, farmed uh, by the same farm at one time, and they're in a very uh, small uh, geographic area within a mile or two, and uh, they weren't unexpected. So uh, uh, we expect that our CFA is telling us that the testing is going to be wrapping up by the end of August, early September. And, uh, and that's something that uh, we've been raising through the Canadian Potato Council is the importance for more capacity at our lab, because here we are having to wait for those. Uh, they're doing everything they can, but they need more capacity at the lab. And uh, also with other things they do at that lab, like PCN testing and ring rod testing and so on, it's for, the, for our entire industry across Canada. Uh, so I mentioned the Potato Ward Steering Committee, and that's the, the main forum where... Uh, uh, reps from uh, CFIA, uh, Agriculture Ag Food Canada, uh, the PI Department of Agriculture, certainly the PI Potato Board, our industry and the Canadian Potato Council all uh, meet. I've uh, been meeting on a regular basis. And uh, the committee, uh, like I said, it's a forum, uh, and we receive reports and updates and discussions around some of the key initiatives 
and those are, <clears throat> excuse me, the potato wart long-term uh, management plan. There's a working group that's reviewing that to make it better. Uh, the international panel, uh, and I'll talk about these, the potato wart, uh, some research plans, and also a new focus group that was just formed. So I'll talk about uh, more specifically each of those areas. Uh, so long-term uh, management plan working group, the goal there is quite simply to make the plan better, and it also is made up of reps uh, from across the industry. Um, this group has met uh, a number of times virtually, and uh, there was an in-person meeting uh, back in November for two days in Ottawa. A uh, preliminary report was presented to the steering committee uh, before Christmas, and uh, and I'll say uh, since the international panel report, uh, which was mainly focusing on uh, pest-free areas here in PEI, uh, but it also they also gave uh, many other uh, recommendations uh, as far as uh, the long-term management. So that group is is looking at those, and uh, the next step, uh, CFA are putting together a framework. Uh, for uh, the long-term management plan, and that group I know has uh, meetings that are coming up soon. So, so that's the uh, uh, the long-term management group, uh, the international panel. Uh, so the background to that uh, uh, group, uh, the uh, early on in this, uh, we've always I'll say believed that we have pest-free areas here on PEI, and we had a good long-term management plan, and and we were surprised at. Uh, the series of events since November of 21. And, uh, but having uh, said that, so we believed in that. We hired our own panel of ex-CFIA uh, 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 folks, David McSwain, and <laughs> getting a little dry. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Uh, David McSwain, uh, Alain Boucher, who used to be the national manager for uh, the potato section of CFIA, as well as uh, Dr. Sulky DeBoer. So they, we had our own panel. Excuse me. Um, they uh, put together a report, and they uh, believed that we still met the international standards for pest-free area on PEI, which was good news. Uh, we That panel worked together with CFIA. Unfortunately, CFIA didn't agree with that. Uh, so Dr. Uh, Sadiqa Mithani, who was the president of CFIA, she just retired uh, shortly after Christmas from CFIA, but she was on PEI together with our board, agreed to hire an independent, since there was an impasse there, uh, panel of experts from around the world that had very knowledgeable on uh, potato wart and also management of quarantine pests. So that happened. Um, there was a lot of efforts uh, from the province, from uh, the board, from uh, CFIA uh, and others to uh, this group was here in August uh, to organize and uh, they spent a lot of time on it. They presented a report uh, or prepared a report that was available just before Christmas and it was presented in January 16th. And uh, so that uh, their conclusion, as far as pest-free areas, was uh, given the limited presence of the pathogen, the IEP considers most parts PI outside the regulate fields as pest-free. So again, good news. And uh, the uh, panel uh, agreed that the surveillance that's been in place uh, for over 20 years, uh, since uh, 2000, uh, uh, was uh, met the international requirements as far as maintaining a pest-free status. And uh, but they also made a number of recommendations. So again, uh, that was good news. Uh, and it, and I'll say in contrast to the ministerial order that was put in place by Minister Bebo and CFI back in November 21st, or 
uh, yeah, of uh, 21 uh, that said that all of PEI was infested. So the international panel, the primary purpose was whether or not we met the requirements for a pest-free area, but they also looked at and made many other recommendations, and uh, including how to maintain a pest-free area going forward, um, how to uh, uh, establish a biosecurity zone or around, or they recommended, I should say, to do that around index fields in two of the five clusters. And uh, they... Uh, uh, also recommended a risk assessment be done on regulated fields outside of the zone. Um, they also uh, had recommendations as far as uh, uh, to maintain our pest-free area, surveillance recommendations such as using teared soil, uh, also inspection of coal piles, for example, um, and then also improved uh, regulations around uh, waste management, you know, like coal disposal and uh, or or other uh, waste-type uh, materials. They also had some, uh, I know, some really good recommendations on future research as well uh, for potato wart. Um, they also gave uh, recommendations around, uh, uh, not only on the management, but also the descheduling of, uh, of regulated fields. And uh, a big part of their recommendations were the use of resistant varieties. And uh, and also, it's important to add. Uh, you're all aware uh, in the fall setting of the PI legislature, legislature there was changes passed to the uh, provincial act that gave the authority to the minister uh, to put regulations in around uh, those infected or hot spots in the fields uh, across PEI, and uh, that was passed. And the regulations, uh, the plan is, is to have those available uh, by this spring. So. Uh, so that was perfectly in line with the recommendations as well from the international panel. And, uh, and like I said, they also had a number of recommendations that uh, uh, were quite, will be quite useful for the, the long-term management group. Um, so since the IAP, we've been trying to establish from uh, CFIA uh, where, where do things stand then for PEI as far as pest-free areas. Um, the uh, the uh, steering committee, the ward steering committee, uh, met last uh, or a week ago, Thursday, and uh, and at that uh, meeting, uh, it was agreed to form a new focus group. It was called, and that was uh, proposed by CFA. And this group would look at what a pest-free area or areas would look like, or places of production or sites of production, what it would look like on PEI. So, uh, the, and there's also a commitment that a uh, plan will be put together by the end of March. Um, we haven't totally, to this point, gotten a clear direction from CFIA whether uh, a pest-free area can be established or not, but uh, we're, I'll say, optimistic that uh, they're encouraged by uh, the desire to work quickly at that with the thinking that as the investigation, as I said earlier, is going to wind down the end of summer, is that we would be in a position when it's very clear uh, after the investigation uh, that uh, it can, and have the work done so that it can be implemented as soon as possible. At least that's our desire. But like I said, we haven't had a clear uh, direction from uh, CFIA on that. So this group uh, is uh, comprised of local uh, CFIA people, uh, grower, uh, one of Mary Kay's on it, and uh, also some folks from the province. So they've already met last uh, Friday and. Uh, uh, so that work has begun. 
Um, so just to reiterate what is our perspective on pest-free areas, it always has been, and, and with our own panel and now with the international panel, is that uh, it uh, 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 we do meet the international standards, and it should be it should be um, founded on solid science and uh, and the international guidelines, and uh, uh, yeah, and that would be essential to as i said earlier to achieve the goals of uh, removing some of the unnecessary restrictions and also uh, regaining uh, market access for our seed um i also wanted to just touch on some of our communications and uh, uh as far as elected officials uh just in the last i'll reflect the last couple of weeks uh we've had uh, uh meetings with uh, minister compton and uh brian masson De deputy minister uh, so we have ongoing communication. We've had tremendous support from the province and, and all of the team at, at the PEI Department of Agriculture since this began. Um, we uh, had a, a briefing a week ago today with uh, three of the MPs, with uh, MP Morrissey, McDonald, and Minister McCauley. Uh, we also uh, sent a formal letter a week ago today uh, to Minister Bebo, just uh, again, and it was around our request to... Uh, uh, to reestablish, you know, given the, the international panel report to reestablish our pest free areas. And also, there's some outstanding business on compensation, uh, that is still, uh, due to our seed growers that put potatoes through the, uh, uh diversion program that chose at that point and still haven't been paid uh, for that. Um, as far as, uh, CFIA, again, we have, uh, there's a local group, uh, uh, we almost speak daily with local folks as well as right to the leadership. Last week, the acting president of CFI was here, uh, Jean-Guy uh, Forgeron, and uh, uh, so he was here for a couple of days. We met with him. He also met with a, a couple of operations. Um, we... Uh, uh, and also, by the way, there's an announcement on Friday. Uh, there's a new, uh, he was acting, there's a new president to, re to replace uh, Dr. Sadiqa Methani, uh, uh, as well, um, we have ongoing conversations with uh, the rest, the other provinces. Uh, we had a, a briefing again a week ago today with all the other provinces on potato wort specifically. Um, we, uh, it's fair to say, we don't have a lot of support uh, when it comes to uh, this issue with some of the other provinces, and uh, and uh, whether it's uh, in the circumstances that we're in. Uh, they're fearful uh, because of, uh, I'll say, the way it, it was managed uh, from the get-go and uh, communicated, and uh, they don't want to have, be subjected to additional testing from CFIA, or they're uh, concerned about business to the United States. So uh, uh, so that's those are some of the challenges we have with the other provinces. It's, just, it's the way it is. And uh, certainly we continue to communicate with the media uh, before I wrap up, I just want to touch on a couple of key areas going forward that are going to be, uh, uh, I'll say, key success factors, if you will. It, one is around a variety resistance screening. And if you weren't aware, uh, there is already a trial uh, Mary Kay coordinated uh, with uh, AFC in Avondale, Newfoundland last summer. Uh, varieties were sent over there, and I know... Uh, uh, a half a dozen of the varieties uh, showed uh, a promise as far as uh, resistance to the two pathotypes of uh, of uh, potato wart that 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 we have here in PEI. Um, so, and also uh, 
uh, we uh, were over in Netherlands uh, a few months ago, and uh, there's also been uh, a collaboration established there to do uh, testing there using de different techniques as well. Uh, and uh, though there's plans to continue and expand those uh, going forward as well. Uh, the other thing I wanted to, before I wrap up, I want to point out, and I know, I know uh, our industry and you guys uh, uh, do a tremendous amount of work on food safety and traceability, and uh, just can't, and I know it's, a, it's, it's a, uh, often an extra uh, work and thing that you don't necessarily get paid for either, and it takes a lot of time and resources, but I can't stress enough going forward uh, the importance of uh, of uh, on-farm biosecurity and also record keeping uh, to that uh, to that effect. There's a lot of resources available. There's a really good on-farm uh, biosecurity standard for potato growers that was published by the Canadian Hort Council or, or uh, by the Canadian Potato Council, I should say, and uh, that's available. So, uh, so if you don't already, I would highly recommend having an on-farm uh, best practices. Uh, uh, standard operating procedures, cleaning station. I know you all have cleaning equipment, and not only within your farm, but also uh, for people coming on to your farm, and uh, uh, not just for potato wart, but for a whole host of uh, of pathogens and and uh, and issues. Um, so that's uh, pretty well it. Uh, so as far as uh, uh, summarizing the priorities going forward, as I've said. Uh, we're going to continue to advocate, advocate to AFC and, and uh, CFA for outstanding compensation due to some uh, PEI seed producers. I know there's at least uh, uh, close to $8 million that's outstanding there for folks that made the tough decision early to put their potatoes through snowblowers. They get compensation for the cost of that, but they have yet to receive uh, the compensation for the value of that seed. Uh, there's a commitment from the federal government to provide that. There has been for a number of months. And uh, when Jean-Guy Forgeron was here last week, he he uh, he said that, uh, and we have a date with him here before the end of the month to follow up on that, that any day. Uh, we're going to continue to advocate for implementation of the international panel uh, recommendations uh, on an urgent basis, especially, of course, reestablishing the pest-free area. Um, additional funding for uh, research, and in particular for variety uh, development and uh, for resistant varieties. And then last but not least, uh, advocate uh, together with the Canadian Potato Council for additional uh, lab uh, capacity. So uh, so I think I'll wrap up there. I'd like to thank uh, some folks, and certainly the, the folks at the PEI Potato Board, in particular uh, Mary Kay and Brenda, and uh, and certainly our chairman John Visser and and the directors and uh, and and a whole bunch of other folks with the province. Uh, we've all everyone I know all of you have been working pretty uh, diligently on this topic. And uh, um, I, I the start I talked about all the challenges, but I know one thing about this industry and you folks and your families and uh, you're we're a resilient bunch. And you know we've been dealing with hardships for generations, and I have no doubt that we're gonna. We're going to address this one and come come ahead better than ever once that's been achieved. So, so with that, thank you. Um.